Hey guys, we are back with another episode of Revenge of the Parquet. Today we're going to talk about Full Metal Alchemist because I don't think either of us want to talk about the sun's loss. Um, for one, I had to witness that monstrosity. And two, Doxy missed the game. <laughs> luckily. Yeah, luckily you uh, lucked out with that one. You picked a good game to miss, man. Yeah, that was... It is funny because I was I was at the City of Palms High School basketball tournament. For those of you who don't follow me or whatever, we're flex. But yeah, okay. but okay. <laughs> um, and I checked the score for this other game, like in the first quarter, and we were up, and Kyrie was like perfect from the floor. I was like, oh okay, easy win. And then I I get tweet alerts from like Mark Murphy at the at Boston Herald, and I think he tweeted something about how bad the game was going. I was like, what are you talking about? We're up by like ten. And then I, I saw it, it was, yeah, it wasn't pretty. It was uh, less than ideal, as people would say. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to watch the Celtics give up a bunch of rebounds, then it was a good game. Like, that was certainly fun, if that's your thing. Like, if you like the deficit of, like, I believe it was minus 19 in the rebounding category. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when Baines goes out and it's just, you know, Robert Williams and Tice out there and no Mook either, which is, like, terrible. And it's um, going to be like that for a little bit, for a minute now. Bucks too, so yeah. Giannis is gonna get like a smooth 50 30 20. And know? we're still gonna win. I, I have a good feeling about tomorrow. Yeah, I feel like we own the Bucks, they just own their souls. Just after, yeah. after last year, they can no longer beat us, <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer allowed into the rules of the universe. Nah. Um, but call, to, call be fair, to be fair to them, I think um, Al Horford usually has a big part of that. Like the last game we beat Milwaukee, we pick and pop them to death, yeah, with Al Horford. And that was like, because Brooke Lopez can't guard him at yeah, all. Exactly. <laughs> no, not even for a second. So I'm, I mean, we're gonna need Tice to like start off super hot <laughs> and not get into foul trouble in a few minutes. You mean? Oh my god, <laughs> that's <laughs> like an man, epidemic. That man is like, if they just let you foul without any consequence, like if there's no, like you couldn't foul out. I wonder how many he would rack up in a game. Seven it's or eight, like, seven yeah, or eight per game. Like he's a smooth. His pair of thirty six would be like insane. <laughs> At least he's as good at following as Robert Williams is getting blocks. So, so hot take: Are we even sure that like Robert Williams's blocks are like beneficial? Because <laughs> they just go out of bounds, or yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's too hot of a take. I, that, I, don't, I don't even take. believe that. Um, I would say Block what's not a good. hot take is that like he's not amazing defender. Like the blocks is not an indicative of like his positioning and everything. Um. Okay. So like. My opinion on that is that, like, he won two-time Defensive Player of the Year in his conference last year, or the in college. Yeah. So it's like it's there. I think it's just NBA schemes that kind of yep. trip him up. Cause... Oh, I mean, right now, not like that. He's never going to be a good defender. Just yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, he like even in summer league and and in some of his like super limited minutes against like third string, I think he fooled us into thinking that he was a good defender just because like. When he's not playing against elite NBA players, he is a good defender. But when he's playing against, like, you know, first string and some second string players, it's harder for him to, like, make that decision, those snap decisions, and be in the right spot. Yeah, he doesn't, like, he doesn't shut off areas of the court as well as he might. Like, around him directly, like, no one can really challenge him. But he, like, backdoor cuts and stuff, he leaves open, positioning, there's questions. Like, when Al Horford plays defense, like, the whole area of court, like, behind him, in front of him, like, everywhere is just shut off. Like, he's watching everything. He's looking for passes. He's looking at lanes. Robert Williams is kind of, like, 
watching the ball and slowly walking around the paint, like right. not totally sure like where exactly he's supposed to be. But I don't think he, I don't think he gets like completely lost that often. I just think that he doesn't think fast enough in time to react the way he yeah. should. I mean, as I opposed, wouldn't say he's like yeah, yeah, as opposed defender. to like as opposed to like uh, Jalen who gets like lost, like oh, yeah, he'll, he'll ball watch. Yeah, Jalen literally has like no. Idea. It was kind of egregious last night. Just, <laughs> like it? he was just missing switches and rotations, and we'll talk about him later. Like I don't want to get too much into him now because we're gonna talk about him later. Right, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll delve into Jalen later. But, yeah, Robert Williams, I mean, overall, I think he's a good defender right now, like an okay yeah. defender. But And I think he's going to be a really, really good one. But the blocks are not totally indicative. As much yeah. as I love the time, Lord, you know, it's not totally – it's not all roses right, right. now for him. It, 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 it does do good things for your defense, though, when you have that threat there at least. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, even that one half a second that – an offensive player is thinking about it and they hesitate because they know that that time Lord's there in the paint. Yep. It, it's, it's worth it in the sense that sometimes it'll save you points that you won't even know that you're saving points because the offensive player won't try something because he's there. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been very happy with him. Not to like kind of, we kind of rain no, yeah. his parade right now. Like I think he's been awesome. I yeah. Think he's and been as good as anyone can expect. Outside of a, uh, was it Tuesday when Joel and B is going to like swallow him whole? I think he's going <laughs> to have a good stretch. Yeah, as a, as a major contributor, I I I believe in him. I think you think Embiid's good. a little too big? Dude, Embiid's gonna destroy <laughs> us. I, I I I guarantee you, Embiid's gonna score at least forty on on Tuesday. <laughs> You're throwing it down? That's oh no! I mean, because think about it, Tyson's gonna get in foul trouble in like thirty seconds, right? Yeah, Tyson first two trouble. possessions of the game is gonna be first two fouls on Tyson. Are we <laughs> are we positive Horford's gonna be out? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I, maybe they're saving him for Christmas Day. <laughs> Unleash him, just like bring him out. <laughs> but then again, you got to think about it. He hasn't played NBA basketball in like two, three weeks. So his he's like, he's been playing NBA basketball for like 40 years now. He'll be fine. Yeah, but everybody needs conditioning. Like, that's <laughs> not going to go away. He'll be fine, dude. He, yeah. He's played like more games than the rest of the Celtics combined, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We don't even have any veterans because like Tice is, this is only a second like NBA yep. season. Baines is vet. Baines, yeah, but very he, low he, minute vet, right? Because he he didn't play a lot in like the uh, before with the Spurs, I think he was with, and then yeah, Detroit, yep. he was backing up Drummond, yep. yeah, and then Kyrie, obviously, Kyrie's played a lot just because of playoff games, but yeah, he's played a lot because of the playoffs. He's also been in the league forever, <laughs> <laughs> even though he's only twenty six. Yeah, he's like twenty six, and he has like six, seven seasons under his belt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the Jason Tatum, uh, the Jason Tatum syndrome. Yeah, he's only twenty six. <laughs> Yo, Giannis is only 26. No, wait, wait, hold up. Giannis is only 24, isn't he? Yeah, he's only 24, yeah. That's insane. I was going to say, if, if, I was like, if he's 26, like, that, that's older than I would have thought. Like, that's actually, he's older than Anthony Davis if he's 26. <laughs> yeah, he's only, he's only 24. Yeah. That's, and and he just, just turned 24. Yeah, something like that. He's, um, he's going to be a problem for a long time. A long time. But on the back end of his career, I don't think he'll be a guy who's, like, really good at 33. Like LeBron's just still really good. <laughs> Fair enough. Like KD will still be good in ten years, <laughs> right? Because Giannis has like the perfect body for NBA basketball at at the moment, and I don't know how long his like length will translate to to NBA dominance. But well, it's his... more about when he'll start slowing down. Like if once he loses a step and he can't shoot, like is he still right? That's what I mean. Because he'll 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 always have the length, but in terms of his speed, oh yeah, using yeah, yeah. it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Covering so the like, court, I'm, you mean? I'm sure, you know, I bet he'll probably turn into a good post player at the end of his career. Yeah, add some bulk. Yeah. Get a little stronger. That'd be nice to see. 
His post play is kind of weird. Like Al Horford really swallowed him up last year in the playoffs in the post. Yep. Because like he doesn't he doesn't really know how to. He's, no. he's more used to just like leaping past people. <laughs> like, Traveling? <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean it's a it's a Giannis step, so it's different. Yeah, that's true. It's a, <laughs> much like uh Robert Williams he kinda of bends time a little bit. Bends time yeah. and space. Just he like, bends uh, space. <laughs> just like how James Harden blinds the refs momentarily. Oh my oh my god. Just <laughs> Oh, that, <laughs> that jumper though actually like made me laugh. Like just to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I was well, like, you're talking oh my about God, the he's flop, gonna... right? The flop after the travel that we're like we're all that we're, we're talking about from the Jazz game, right? Yeah, the Jazz game. Yeah, yeah. freaking Rubio on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The flop really angered me more than the step. Yeah, mean... his head snapped back. Like <laughs> Rubio is not even close to your head, dude. He's like, <laughs> I couldn't believe that he did that. That that okay. That's a point I brought up on Twitter. That angered me more than the actual like travel. Oh, like, yeah. whatever, like, the refs missed it. That's on them, not James Harden. But you, like, snapped your head back. Rookie Rubio's Like somebody head. sniped him. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he wasn't even close to you. Ricky Rubio's a good <laughs> defender. Like, come on, man. Oh, that was so Hey, bad. but, you know, he he did uh, snatch Rubio's ankles a couple years ago, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, he yeah. had that one. That was, that was really bad. Harden can get by anyone on any, like, given moment. Like, he doesn't really need the flop, and that's why I think people get mad at him. I'm not – I'm kind of, like – Neutral on the whole issue myself, but of like flopping in general or hard and flopping, both actually. Yeah. <laughs> like both. Yeah, me too. I, I agree with you there because like I don't get angered when people flop anymore. Like I would get upset when like like the two people that upset me the most. Okay, let let me say three: LeBron James, obviously for you know. Yeah, he's LeBron. And, yeah, uh, we're Celtics fans, so <laughs> Danilo Gallinari. I love his game, but Ugh. his head, his his head flops. Like, yeah, Ugh. Ugh. oh just, God, it's yeah, it's ugly when he does it. I agree. It's yeah. like just angers me. And then Chris Paul, because Chris Paul would flop in like dead ball situations. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Paul, <laughs> the Chris Paul videos of him just flopping in like bad situations is so funny. Yeah, I, the, I'm, the a, I'm a Chris Paul fan, so I love it. Like, I just like it. It makes me cackle. Like, if he was playing the Celtics, though, which he's, in, he's always been in the West, or he's been in the West the last few years, like, yeah. so it's not an issue. But if he was playing the Celtics, like, four, four times a year, yeah, I might be a little angrier, six times a year. Yep. I, um, I don't have an issue, and this is probably going to sound like I'm standing for him, but I don't have an issue with Marcus Smart flopping. Because usually he's just exaggerating stuff that, like, because he, he gets hit a lot. Like, yeah, he does. So I don't th- like it's not like guys like Harden who are, and I guess Harden does get hit a lot too. Yeah, he's like, strong. They gotta hit him. But like Smart actually gets like knocked around a lot, and he yeah. has to earn his flops because he gets a lot of things not called against him. Marcus so. Smart, I will say, it never angered me because I'm a Celtics fan. I thought thought it was amusing, but like taking off my Celtics hat for a little bit, I would say the first few years in the league, it would have angered me. Like as a neutral fan. Yeah, like that one against the Hawks where he acts like Kyle Korver, like, <laughs> like ran him over was amazing. Like as a Celtics fan, I loved it because it actually almost like he got so high up that was actually an impressive jump yeah. to like flop. Like he went straight up and then landed right on the court. Like that can't be good for his body. Right. Like that was a horrible idea to flop there. I would say Marcus Smart's not really much of a flopper anymore. He's not. No. After um, there was one play I can't remember what it was. I think it was after that Hawks series. Where he, you know, yeah, the next year everywhere. he came in, he like that hurt his reputation because national TV playoff stage, whatever. Yep. and that was the game where he, I think he shut down Paul Millsap, or it was the game before or the game after, or whatever. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Um, but 
I know we won that game. So, <laughs> but ever since then, he has not really been a flopper. That's why it makes it kind of gets me upset when people like that's the first thing they want to use to slander him. But like he doesn't really flop anymore. That, yeah, and to be fair, it slowed down a little bit. People saying that, but yeah, like in the last three years, what he's on year five, he hasn't really been like a noticeable flopper. He will. Yeah. You know, but he'll do it on, like, charges and stuff, which I don't think really angers people that much. It's hard to flop on a charge, though, unless you're, like, I mean, if well, you're, like, leaning one, back. Yeah. The one against the Pelicans where, like, he just, I can't remember who it was. He um, just fell. <laughs> oh, Solomon Hill. Oh, like, but he would have got the charge. He was just like, I'm not getting hit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he was in correct positioning, yeah. so. It, it would have been a foul. He was just like, I mean, it would have been a foul if he didn't flop, yeah. so. He, by flopping, he actually made it not a foul, but they called it a foul, so. <laughs> Good on you, Marcus That's Smart. It. You didn't have to take a body to the face, and you got Think the, the game, Jake. Think the game. Think the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of thinking, I think this is a good transition, right, for Full Metal yes. Alchemist. A show about thinking and pondering and philosophy. Greatest anime in existence. I'm going to lead off with that praise. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, you- I'm not as an astute as an, as an anime fan as you, so my – Saying it's the greatest anime in history doesn't carry a ton of weight. Are you? Are do you agree <laughs> with me or? Because you, okay, I'll say it's either first or second. I'll say that I'm a big Cowboy Bebop. Okay, fan, so like... well, let's talk about this because I I am also a big Cowboy Bebop fan. I think I have both both of them rated as a ten. Um, yeah, that, that that's basically where I land right now. Like, okay, you say it's the greatest. Like, I'm like, okay, it's definitely either the greatest or the second greatest. So I don't really mind that statement. Yeah, because my thing with Bebop is that. I'm usually not a fan of episodic shows by nature. Like I, I like okay. shows that have a longer running narrative. Like I feel like if you, it, it really comes down to style. If between the two, which one you prefer? Like, because Bebop only has six or seven episodes that link to the greater narrative, and everything else is you know like okay bounty of the week. Yep. I agree with you in the sense that I'm not a big episodic guy either. But Bebop is so short that it never feels like a ton of filler. Like, it doesn't feel like you're just treading water when you're watching the yeah. show. Because it's only, like, 24 it's like, episodes. It's not, like, a really long yeah. 26, yeah, maybe, 26. or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So it's not a great – like, we're still meeting the characters, basically. <laughs> you know, for One Piece, that would literally be, like, someone being introduced to the crew is, like, 26 episodes. <laughs> that's only, like, two – that's only, like, three members. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like that's not a great like twenty six episodes in One Piece is literally like like, it's like a standard from, like the standard t- uh, yeah. anime season twenty six episodes you know what I mean like it's it's not it's not a big commitment yeah. I actually I had a coworker no. who was like okay I want to try an anime and I was like okay you could you you could try Cowboy Bebop and he he enjoyed it for the most part and he's like not an anime that, person so yeah it's not a not uh I know you're a big anime fan, so I don't want to insult anime, but it's I'm not a very insulted, an- so. anime anime. <laughs> yeah, you're already insulted. It's the anime that got me into anime too. Like as cliche as it is, because it's not I'm, it doesn't not feel insult. like an anime when you watch <laughs> it's I mean it's it's just you watch it and it's just like like that could easily be a Western t- television. It show. will be. Like there's it will nothing be when a- Netflix gets to Yeah, it. <laughs> it will be. Yeah. Which Netflix obviously has a terrible record with this stuff, but Bebop is so different than a full metal alchemist that like Maybe it could yeah. work. Like, there's nothing in there that's like Full Metal Alchemist. Just watching it, like, why would you try to make this a live action television show? I, I, I like, tortured what myself is your to budget? The live action one. Uh, I, I didn't you, watch it. Please don't. Was it, was yeah. it that bad? Okay. Don't do, don't save yourself. Was there any redeeming parts uh, of it? Yeah, the CGI wasn't as bad as I thought, and uh, yeah, oh, and some of the some of the acting was good. So, okay, but, but but oh yeah, just that's it. it's not worth it. <laughs> 
Okay, I won't watch it then. But be, but I'll I agree so. that like Bebop is kind of like Star Wars in the sense that like it's not like you don't have to go way out yeah. of your way to make it come alive because it's not like they have like complex character designs besides Spike's hair. No, it's yeah, but, <laughs> that is actually true. Spike's hair would be a little. Uh, There's no just... good way for them to approach that. <laughs> you you would have to just make him have a different haircut. That's exactly bit. yeah. Like he would have like yeah, and that would be okay. Like if that's the stuff you're gonna change, yeah, it's then... an adaptation. Yeah, exactly. Like, people always cry about that stuff. I'm like, if that gets it, like, the best actor, then do it. Like, if the best actor can't grow the exact character's hair, fine. So right. be it. Like, get the good actor. Don't get some guy who looks exactly like him and they can't fucking yeah. act. They are casting uh, They are <laughs> casting Asian for him and Faye. Yeah. Oh, cool. So cool. That's they're good. trying to go for a diver. And they're casting African-American for a jet. Oh, good. I mean, he yeah. has to be. Like, just... <laughs> Which is funny because he's not even, like, that black in the... No, he's really not, but it's just, yeah, it's just... I think it's the voice know, just... in the English dub that really made us think that he's, <laughs> like, super black, besides his name, Jet Black. You you had to say that, not me, man. You had <laughs> to say that, not me. <laughs> no, his voice actually did a great job, though. Like, yeah, No, he did. He did an amazing yeah. job, but he just is a black guy. Like, just... <laughs> right. That's just, that's it how is it, what yeah. it is. That is... That is, yeah, that's that's just a fact. But, yeah, for everyone who's listening and is not skipping ahead to the Celtics part, even if you don't like anime, like, if you want to get into an anime... I would say watch Cowboy Bebop. I would say watch like Full if you Metal. Like... Either, yeah, yeah, either one. Yeah, okay. But, just to... but explain that because Full Metal is very yeah. anime. Like it's very yeah. – like, and I loved it and it was one of my first anime. I think it was actually my second maybe. Um, and I loved it right away, but it is very yeah. anime. <laughs> and it, well, I, I really – I said Full Metal just so that people can accuse us of always agreeing on the same thing. But um, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, good, yeah, good know, idea. Think, yeah, throw them off the scent. Think the game. Four <laughs> D <4D> chess. <laughs> but okay, so you want me to sell people on on starting with Full Metal instead? All yeah, right. Sure. So I mean, Full Metal to me is it is very anime, and some of the some of the elements. The comic relief, by the way, is very yeah. anime. Like just like the way they animate the like the expressions right. and stuff. Not to interrupt you, but I want to bring up like that's why I almost I use it as an example of more anime than anything else. Is because, like that comic relief and stuff like that is very like the over over the top, exaggerated. Yeah, and and, and to me, it's a positive. Yeah. Like to me, it's amazing. Like that's not a negative at all. I don't want anyone to be turned off. It's hilarious. Yeah. Like you don't have to like get anime to appreciate yeah. it. But I do want to point out that's why I put it in that category. Is like very anime. <laughs> it's, it's hard to describe what qualifies as very anime, but like once you see it, you'll know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know yeah. when you see it. It's, it's yeah. So with with Full Metal, I think that it kind of transcends storytelling in the sense that it's a story that anybody can enjoy, no matter what their media preferences are. Like, even if you like like live action stuff, the characterization in Full Metal is is so good, and and the this like the flow of the story. And we're talking, I'm talking Brotherhood here. I don't know if anybody else is confused by that, but. And I'm sure, Jake, you're talking about the same thing. Yeah, I wanted to clarify yeah, that. So, I, I have seen Alchemist. Not the whole series, but I've seen like the first it's 20 It's not episodes. bad either. You know, it's, no, yeah, it's it, good. It's better earlier Yeah, on, it is. Of, because the Brotherhood yeah. assumes that you've already seen the other one. Yes, And how exactly. it handles the early chapters. It kind of goes, the original kind of goes off the rails a little bit at the end, but it's still good nonetheless. Yeah, I've heard, I've never gone yeah. through it. Because I just watched, because everyone told me to watch like the first 20 episodes yeah. or so. A full metal, and then switch to Brotherhood. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> oh no, that's a, I don't like that. I, I I disagree heavily with that. I liked it, dude, because I got like a lot of the Shao Tucker stuff that you don't get in yeah. Brotherhood. 
Like the Shadow Tucker story is way more devastated in Plain Old Alchemist. Like it's like awful. Obviously. Yeah, I agree with that. I just <laughs> I just think that that should just they they should be kept separate. Like I would I would recommend okay. going back and like looking at it later. But crossing okay. over, I feel like changes a lot of things because even the way they they characterize Edward and Al kind of differs a little bit between the two series and like the deg- the degree yeah. and the, you know the struggles they go through. Even though it's the same canon material. It like how because the original Full Metal Alchemist in two, from two thousand three is more of a character drama than Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is more like an action adventure, like full story. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. So, but Brotherhood is just like everything about it is ten out of ten. Like the production, ten out of ten. Art style, ten out of ten. You know, like animation. The music is ridiculously good. I I can listen to the FMAB soundtrack on loop all day at work and not be bored. Like, it's just amazing. I, I, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And then, uh, in terms of, like, picking it over Bebop, I think it's just more, it's it's more of an investment, like, emotionally, which which is good or bad, depending on how you like your your, your shows. But, yep. I, I personally enjoy the narrative investment, like, seeing payoffs yep. from episode one to episode 64 i think yeah 64 which you you get that in bebop but not to the same degree because i'm not going to say that there's like filler but there are a lot of episodes that are not connected to the overall narrative which like but yeah i mean but person that has strengths exactly because that also like those disconnected episodes serve for character development for like other members of the bebop which i think is which is good too because a lot of people confuse character development and character progression because yeah. progression yeah, is where absolutely. like a character starts here and then they end the series at a different spot, like either mentally, like you know, emotionally, physically, or whatever. You know, which is the whole thing of like shows like Dragon Ball Z and everything like that. Character development <laughs> is. When, when, You're not kidding, yeah. dude. <laughs> now he has pink hair. <laughs> like, <laughs> now his numbers on an arbitrary scale have gone up. <laughs> We don't even we don't even measure their numbers anymore because it's just yeah we don't even do, do throw that number. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they got rid of power levels in Dragon Ball Z because the numbers just sort of yeah, yeah it was awful. Yeah. Um, but character terrible. development is when you really flesh out a character and give them depth, and so like that comes with flashbacks or like current day events that have them like add a, a piece to their personality or things like that. So I think I think yeah. the Bebop does a better job actually of development with the characters that it has. As opposed, as opposed, yeah. but Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood has more progression and still really like elite development. Yep, I would say you're splitting hairs. Between yeah, too. <laughs> it's it's more stylistic, I think, for Bebop. Like it's not. I Bebop is very, like we said, it's very episodic and it's very, you know, it could be like a live action easily when you watch it. But there is an overall yeah. arc, and you do dive into the characters. I wouldn't say they really change or anything. It's more like you said that like more gets revealed about right. them rather than the characters really like growing. They do a little bit, not to say that they don't, but I think it's more about discovering who they are and how they came to be together and things like yeah. that. I would say Bebop's more oriented around that. Whereas in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, they do like change, they yeah. grow, which is a theme, and make different. And like because the, the yes. whole theme of of uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is like moving on. And yes. it's really the last Jedi, but for anime, <laughs> not not letting your failures little, define you. Little ass Jedi, I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna call Edward Little Ass Jedi. Yeah, from now yeah. on. don't call him Little Dog. Yeah, that's right. Oh. So if you've seen it, 
you know what we're talking about, but that's probably one of my favorite running gags. Anything yeah. ever is like Edward being called like shrimp or little, and like he just freaks out every single time. Even when time. he's not actually, it never it. gets old. <laughs> yeah, like they like <laughs> they say like something else is little and no yeah, freak he's out. Like, did you just I call me it's a like a jab at him behind like the size of P or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he always over exaggerates. Yeah, did you just call me a tiny shrimp who's no good for anything and can't be seen. <laughs> Like you just like over like over the top. Yeah, no like what. Edward, drink your milk. Are you calling me a shrimp? <laughs> then like Winry will freak out and be like, "Yes, yeah. I am." <laughs> also, Edward and Winry is like one of my favorite relationships ever, and it's very like wholesome. Brotherhood does a much better job of that than than yes. the original because yeah. there's like no Winry in the original. <laughs> yeah, she's just not really. Yeah, she's yeah. not there. Yeah, Winry's Winry and Ed is really done really well, and it's not. It feels very, like, organic in a lot of ways. Like, it's very slow-paced. Like, there's no, like, grand decorations or anything between them. You just see them grow up together. Yeah. And, like, you just kind of watch them naturally kind of go through what they and, go And through. you see their, like, and, professional rela- relationship, too, as, like, mechanic and, and client, yep. in, a, in a sense. Which is it's interesting seeing, like, the shift between personal relationship to to that. Yeah. I think, I think yeah, it's honestly, interesting. I think Edward and Winry is, like, one of the most well-done uh, anime romances just because it's so simple. Also, I would say it's very I would simple. say that although FMAB is a little more anime-y, I think it's more accessible in the sense that there's something for everyone in FMAB. Yes. Because like, if you want romance, it's there. If you want action, it's definitely there. If you want adventure, it's there. If you want like really deep character moments, that's there. Like Everything is so... It's like if we were to compare this to basketball, like Cowboy Bebop is the is is like a thirty point per game score. Like what it does, it does really well. But FMAB is like a twenty five, seven, and eight kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like somebody who does scoring really well, but also adds a lot of other dimensions to to their game to be like an overall all star. I'll, I'll agree with that. Definitely, Cowboy Bebop's more narrow. Yep. Like it's more, and it is kind of an event. Like I don't. Not that a Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood shies from like adult topics or right. anything, but Cowboy Bebop takes like a knowledge of like the genre itself. Sure. I think like it's a noir detective story. Like I think you kind of have to have a a background in those kind of stories to really fully appreciate yep. it because it shades a lot of stuff. It shades like a lot of storytelling, like like arcs and tropes and things like that. Like there's a lot of stuff going on yep. there. It's a very deep, rich kind of noir detective story, yep. basically. Like, um, and I think you kind of have to have an understanding of that, whereas Full Metal Brotherhood Alchemist, like you said, is just um, like it's just action adventure. Yeah. Not to minimize right. it because it is very complex, but it is at its core. At first glance, yeah, at its core, like an action adventure, growing up story that we all kind of can relate yeah, to. I agree. Where Cowboy Bebop's a little more slow and like adult. Not adult's like the wrong word, but it's more. It's more mature, you could say. Yeah, it's more mature. Okay, I'll say more yeah. mature. Yeah, and that's not a knock, and that's not saying Brotherhood's not mature. It deals with like insanely weighty topics all right. the time, but Cowboy Bebop is like kind of sad. It's really overall sad. the theme of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay. Yeah, it's like it's like really sad. Yeah, <laughs> like they. Um, I think in one of the official descriptions of the show, they were like Bebop tackles the themes of existential ennui, like super boredom of all time. Like, but boredom is kind of watering yeah. down the the term ennui, but. I get exa- no, I know. If you've seen Cowboy Bebop, you know exactly what he's right. talking about. And I think it's really complex in that sense, and and that's yeah. what that's part of what I I 
it think is a is a big draw to it because it's more relatable than FMAB. And you know, if you take that, if you take out the whole setting of it being in space, like fifty years in the future, like Cowboy Bebop is super relatable as an adult. Like you have, I think you have to be an as an adult, yeah, to yeah. really understand to the same degree. I agree. Yeah. Also, you know, not yeah. And, go ahead. Like we said, like we're not making Brotherhood sound child childish because it is not. But it's just more. I think like. Like you said, a more a broader range of people could probably watch it and get yeah. into it. Like you could have a twelve year old watch the show. He's not gonna understand it really. Like as much as he thinks he's gonna <laughs> yeah. he understands it. <laughs> like they're gonna think they love it. Like they're but they're really not. Um whereas a kid, like I probably probably wouldn't mess with Cowboy Bebop right. at all. I did like the jazz music I and did everything. Cowboy Bebop as a kid. Like I heard Yeah, it's not a very it's not accessible as you know, for no. kids at least. Yep. Yeah. One thing I will say about Bebop, though, and this is something that my friend uh, who, who watched Bebop noticed, as, who was also another adult, is that some of the shot comp- composition, like the directorial choices, were like brilliant. And in terms of how they, oh, yeah, oh in terms God. of how they frame, oh, I could scenes, rave about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable cinematography. Like, it's just, it's incredible to watch. Like, it's very sty- it's stylistically very yeah. cool. It's insanely cool. <laughs> Like, that's the best. Cowboy Bebop is, like, very cool. I know it's, like, slow and sad and about, like, you know, like you said, like, kind of, like, boredom or whatever. Um, and it is. But some stuff is the very fight cool. fight choreography <laughs> is ridiculous. Especially yeah, Spike. Spike yep. <laughs> Spike's fights are, like, unbelievably cool. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how this turned into, like, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood versus Cowboy but Bebop. But I like it. I, yeah, I like it. I'm not, I'm not fighting against it. It's uh, certainly quite good. It's good to compare yeah. them, I think. Because... You know, is they're my two favorite animes, and I think Doxy said the same yeah, thing. Yeah, they're both well. Full Metal is top one. Not favorite. You said best, right? Well, yeah. Well, because ah, One Piece is your favorite, man. Don't lie. To yeah, me. I mean, One Piece is my favorite story in any medium, in any you yeah. know measure of fiction. But if yeah. we're just talking best and like you know, I'm, I would put FMAB Cowboy and Bebop is in my top ten. My top list is so subjective and objective at the same time. It's really weird. Like, objectively, FMAB is the best. But then after that, the list gets really subjective. So it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. FMAB is amazing. It's objectively. It's, it's an experience. It's objectively good. If you're listening and you haven't watched either, watch either. And you won't be disappointed. Or watch both. Yeah, there's, there's no possible way you can be disappointed. Like, I feel completely fine recommending it to anyone on yep. the planet. <laughs> like, they're just, they're unbelievable yep. stories. They're Especially Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which I'm definitely coming around to Doxy's opinion that that should be the first one you watch. I think a certain kind of person should watch Cowboy Bebop first. Like, if you watch a lot of television and you ever, like, really get into stories and, like, movies and stuff, I would say you're fine jumping into yeah, Bebop. I agree. But if you're, like, a very casual watcher of TV, I would say Full Metal. And this is not to dismiss Brotherhood, like I said. I keep feeling bad. Yeah, like yeah. I make it sound like, oh, you know, it's for kids. But it's yeah. not. It's just more – it's better at drawing you in, I think. Right. Like, it just draws you in because it's such a relatable struggle that they face. Mm-hmm. Like, they lose their mother, and that's, like, this huge, you know, it's this huge event for them, and it's a coming-of-age story, which is one of those kind of across humans' experience, like, coming-of-age. Yeah, age. and, and I, I don't even think that, like, the, the, the tragedy of losing their mother is a really big plot point that, that could really strike for most. But I think the best part about FMAB's accessibility is that the theme of failure and moving on from it is what like attracts me the most and what I relate to the most. Yes. Cause like I have countless failures in my life, you know? And, and it's like, even, even when like watching it while you're in the middle of something that you're going through, 
just hearing them constantly reinforce we got to keep moving forward is like it had a, a like an actual effect on me like i was watching that i was like oh wow you know you know it's a deeply emotional oh, yeah. experience <laughs> like i can't overstate that enough it's it's very emotional yeah, it, full Malcolm, brotherhood maybe across like all things like cowboy bebop which i love more is not a very like i wasn't emotional watching right. it Um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is like incredibly emotional. <laughs> yeah, I when I like I have to watch, I have to rewatch FMAB every two years. Like that's just my rule. I have to go back and rewatch it. That's one of those shows that like I could watch it over and over again and not get tired. Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is definitely one of those. Like you can yeah. watch it all. There's there's a lot in there to unpack. Yep. Every time I rewatch, I I find something new. So. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of rewatching it like constantly. If, if I don't rewatch <laughs> it every two years, I, I feel like I, I am missing something. Yeah, and it sucks because I always have so many anime on my backlog, and it's like, well, <laughs> time to re time to rewatch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood again. I think we all kind of fall into that pattern. Maybe not of that, but like other books and like just TV and stuff. Like, there's so much good stuff out there, and every time you watch something new, um, it just kind of grows. You know, you kind of like, why didn't I watch this before? Right. And then the next time there's something new coming along, you're like, oh, nope. You know, I'm just going to watch the same old stuff again. <laughs> time to rewatch <laughs> The Office from start to finish. <laughs> I don't do that, but. Yeah, don't I, yeah. Well, don't make that joke. Well, why would you say that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Um, time to rewatch Friends for the 10th time. I'm kicking you off. This is why you can't get paid. This is why. Oh, you can't. wow. This is why. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you can't get paid. You know what? In uh, when the season ends on June thirtieth, we should have a special uh, two-hour pod where it's literally us negotiating the collective bargaining agreement. <laughs> <laughs> like that—that's our like two-year anniversary special. It's just us renewing my contract. <laughs> All right, man. You better lawyer up. I'm oh I'm man, you uh, best believe I, I already got. I got shooters out here, man. Oh I yeah. Got co- <laughs> Like I, I introduced my the, the the Revenge of the Parquet to a coworker the other day, yep. and, and even they were like, "Why, why aren't you getting paid, bro?" Like uh, I got shooters out here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I see how it is. I'll use my. Don't make me use my viral tweets against you. Yo, I went viral again. Yeah, so. you really got to leg up with the viral tweets. So if I can, if I can hit another banger, I, you know, then I'll <laughs> I'll be back on um, equal footing. You need multiple bangers to catch up, man. You're, you're right. Need, you're two in the hole, my friend. What? No, I'm one in the hole because I had the leg up with the Isaiah, so I'm down one. Yeah, but that was like yeah, okay. It was like four thousand, dude. What, what is it? I got Chrissy Teigen, man. I oh. got shooter. Like <laughs> I was on TV, so what's that? Yep. <laughs> I I got onto NBA TV and you I had to start talking yeah, about my my tweet. So you did. I feel really bad like bragging about something so stupid like my tweet. It is the stupidest thing in the universe. That's why <laughs> I feel like justified in talking about it because it's so stupid. And yeah. I think everyone knows how I feel about it. Like, I literally said, I don't have a garage. Like, what? <laughs> like, literally, like, everyone in the universe made that joke. Like, 80 people in their replies made the same exact joke. Mine just yep. blew up. And it's so stupid because it's the most obvious not to have. Like, yeah. like, it's like, it's like a dad joke almost. It's like so stupid. It's the kind of thing you say to, like, a waiter at a, at a restaurant. Yeah, it's like a very neutral, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you say that after you come out of the bathroom Shaking your hands and saying, "You guys ready to rock and roll?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, bingo, dude. It's the most like stupid. Yeah, uh, the worst part about it was the friends one was fun. I actually legitimately kind of enjoyed the friends one because yeah, I got, got like, to, to insult a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was actually like 
it was a good experience for me. I got to battle with people, and it was kind of funny. Um, this one is literally just so stupid. Like, it's my replies on that one are like, I'm just muted it right away. I was like, nope, not de- like the friends one. I was like, no, because all these people are fucking slandering me and I'm going to show them that they're wrong and I'm going to humiliate them. <laughs> I'm like the matador out there, man. They're like right. the bull. I got like my cape. <laughs> you come I, to the I king, you say, better not miss. I will say I laughed harder at the reply to the garage one than, than your actual, I don't have a garage tweet. Like you were like, step one, have a garage. Step two, <laughs> question mark. Step three, profit. That, dude, like, that's a way better tweet. That's, that's a that way better tweet. That actually laugh out loud. Yep. That that's that that's an actual joke that I sat down and like thought about right. <laughs> the garage one. I was literally like I was sitting at brunch, like just like eating. And I'm like, ah, I don't have a garage. <laughs> a stupid joke. Blow up. Yep. Blow do, up. Do, you, do you ever think about like which which one was the retweet that got it going? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think about that all the time, actually. I think no, like, for my Isaiah tweet. T- yep. Well, for my Isaiah tweet, it was uh, I think it was HP basketball. And then, oh, yep, there you go. And like it was a, but it was a bunch of people at the same time. Like obviously, like Jeff Clark and Sully Clark retweeted, and then HP yep. retweeted, and it just like simultaneously blew up at the same time. It was topical, so it, you know, it, it's a weird experience because you're slowly looking and you're like, oh no, and uh, I mean the Isaiah one was cool though. You like you have a cool viral tweet, like that's a good one. <laughs> I mean the Friends one was funny. I would I would hold on to that one. I, I'm Friends surprised not- you haven't pinned it. I'm not pinning that shit. I don't need any more people in my mentions about that fucking tweet. <laughs> now it's not fun anymore. Now it's yeah. like the novelty has worn off because I have another one that people are yelling at me for. The fucking right. garage one, dude. Oh, it's like 80% entrepreneur Twitter, like in my mentions. Like the only person <laughs> stopping you is you. You need to buy my book. Oh like, my God. <laughs> rise and grind. Get this bread. It's like, shut up. Let's, let's uh, pill for this Pillsbury. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, they're the worst. Oh, yeah. Just. They're like, you need to invest in yourself and in your products. And I'm like, what? Why are you DMing me? <laughs> Sorry, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, that's a good, that would be a good viral tweet. It's like someone replying to me. That would be a good one. Yeah. Hey, well, you, I'll give you full permission to use it if you want. Okay. I'll go viral again and I won't pay you. Actually, I take that back. <laughs> yep. I'm going to use it now. I'm going to vulture. <laughs> I'm already mining you for basketball takes. Wow. Now Imagine, mine look at for, this. Now I'm going to mine you for viral tweets. <laughs> all, of our, all of our loyal listeners are, are, are gearing up right now to mount an attack. And you know it. Because every time you tweet anything, the, the wallet pictures come out. And, they and they do. They, they're quite. And you now have a video. You have Jack Michael like. With a video paying you, it's totally not staged, not, <laughs> not theatrical at all. Very, very organic. That happened. <laughs> Your cell phone was just on, you know, recording a basketball court. I, yeah. I keep, I, I keep, I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. All right, smart man. So that's that's why I have you on the podcast. <laughs> yep, but not paid. <laughs> just wait for it. That CBA negotiation. That's good. That's gonna be a whole episode. Yep. All right. Two, hour, two hours special. <laughs> two hours special. So Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, not to we're, we're moving on from it, but yep. in conclusion, fantastic show. Please watch like, it. Yes, if you do anything, please watch it. Like it's just unbelievable. We didn't even del- we're gonna put, probably have another episode delving into it. I think we totally should. We but, should have like an episode dedicated to that to that. Show. Yes, that's I'm how down. good this show is. Yeah, we're doing it eventually. I don't know when. I'm not making any promises, but it's gonna happen, guys. Like we'll have a Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood podcast. <laughs> but now we're gonna move on. To our poor, strong, athletic son, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is having the kind of year. It's a little bit nightmarish at this point, and it feels like <laughs> not having, to over exaggerate. 
he's having the kind of year that I expected him to have last year. Yeah. And last year he had the year that I would have expected this year. Yep. And here's the thing. Like, like looking at his numbers, it really is a three point shooting. Like when I was looking it up for this podcast, like obviously there's other issues. Don't get me wrong, but you know, what's holding his offensive numbers back. It's a hundred percent three point shooting. Yep. Like from the field, it's not even a, it's a drop off. You know, from his two-point percentage, like he's shooting 48% on two-pointers, and last year he was up around 50. That's not a huge drop. That's not like an end of the world, you know, all of a sudden you're the worst player in basketball, which he's one of. <laughs> but still, no, it's... He's still averaging 11 points per game, though. Yep, 11 all points per game, uh, shooting 67% from the line, which is really good for him. That's what we like to see. Yep. Um, assist numbers are good. Rebounding is okay. Steals probably aren't where they need to be. But they're in line with like where he's been in his career so far. Like yeah, it's not you know, a big drop in these other categories. The big inter- drop is three point. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. He he took one point six free throw attempts per game in his rookie year. Yep, and shot sixty nine percent. He took three the next year, shot sixty four, which is a career low. He's taking the middle road this year, and he's shooting sixty seven. So the, there's probably no trend there, but it's just it's just kind of weird how the percentage moves so much with the attempts amount. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe like more comfort, or the more he has to take, the more he's. Yeah, I get what you're yeah. saying. I mean, six seven's okay for him. It's obviously not acceptable long term. Kind of, you know, you need to get better at the free throws. So you can't because he's going to live at the line. Like even this year, as much as he's struggling, I'd say two and a half attempts per game is okay. For, like, how ineffective he's looked on the court. Like, that yeah. number actually surprised me. Like, and how often he's getting. Yeah. You well, know, that's, that, I think that's more because because of, like, what he's done since moving. Well, it's only been, like, five games since he moved to the bench. But yeah. I, I think that his his foul rate has been a lot higher, at least in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that, was. That, that would probably make sense. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Because when when he get when he subs in, as opposed to starting the game, like, he's, he's always looking. Like, that's that's the kind of... Thing that like Terry does it and it bothers me, and Jalen doesn't, and it doesn't bother me because like I know that when Jalen's aggressive and calls his own number, he's gonna go to the rim. Like he's not gonna really settle for like a jump into the lane and then oh. do a turnaround, sp- a spin turnaround <laughs> um, jumper from ten feet. Oh god, we're thinking well, of the same play in my like. I, yes. I know that you're thinking yep. the same thing. That I'm I thinking of the same. Thing. I can, uh, I can see the look in Terry's eyes as you said. That. <laughs> <laughs> he checks in fair, like. Though, yeah. Jalen will do that when he's not being aggressive. Like he'll do the deer on the headlights, stop, pivot, pivot. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> turnaround jumper. Yeah, turnaround jumper. And yep. he's settling for too many turnaround. Like I don't know if it's because and this is like a flimsy kind of ESPN hot take. It's almost like it doesn't feel like he did that his rookie year that much. Like I don't feel like that was a huge part of his game. Then like he was like watching Jason, and it's like, oh, you know, I can do that. Like <laughs> that, is a, that is that is an ESPN take. I don't necessarily disagree. What I what I would say that I notice is that he doesn't he doesn't go into the mid post much anymore, and I remember that when when we started this pod, I think one of the first couple of episodes we did, like both of us were raving about his ability in the mid post, like his yep. rookie year. I was like, he's going to be a mid post monster. Like, he's a bull. He's so strong. He, he's strong, and he, his fadeaway jumper is good out of the post. People but, have trouble contesting it. Yeah. He's, you know. His legs are—he's got a lot of leg strength. So when yeah. he when he jumps, like nobody's gonna really block him. No, but I've—I feel like he's gone away from that. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I wonder if he's scared about getting doubled because he always has trouble when they double him. Like he always just doesn't 
Like if someone else comes over, he doesn't know what to do. Like he just can't find the guy. And I don't know if maybe that's in his head or I don't really know. You're that, you're right. I never actually considered it until you just said it. He used to live on that his rookie year. Yep. He spent he like did. summer league from from his rookie year, his limited minutes against like lesser competition and, and even against like greater competition. Like he he was just more varied in how he approached offense. Yep. But now he doesn't. To be fair to him, it's harder to get the spacing right for mid-post shots when he's playing with Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, and, and Gordon Hayward on the floor at the yep. same time. Yeah, or, ter- or Terry Rozier for completely different reasons. <laughs> Terry, Terry <laughs> Rozier has the ball, and he's not giving it up. <laughs> Jason Tatum is open in the corner, and he's missed. I mean, he's 8 for 8 for the game, and no. Terry's, even if, no. Terry's even, calling his own number. Even if Terry had the like gave the ball to Jalen in the mid post, he would bring his man over just to call for the for the pass out. Like, hey man, yep. I'm he's like <laughs> Terry's like me in two K. Terry's literally like my player in like two K. Like, just give me the ball again. Usage rate all the way high, all the way up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Terry, where did we go wrong with you, my friend? It was all sweet a couple of years, months ago. Yeah, it was all it was all good things. The scary Terry brand was taken off. To be fair, here's the thing about Terry, and not to sidetrack the Jalen discussion, but he does have games where you know I really like him. Like he'll he'll hit a few threes and stay out of everyone's way, and it's kind of nice for everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, I kind of I get on him a lot because it's it's funny and also it's all true. But at yeah, the same time, like I don't think that Terry's like a trash player or anything. I just think he has like very big flaws that affect the team negatively. <laughs> You kind of called him a trash player there, my friend. Yeah, I did. You, you kind of just went down that road. But, but I still like him. <laughs> yeah. I like him as a person. I think as a player, he can figure it out. Like, I think yeah. it's right all situation. mental. It really is. Like, it's not a skill set issue. He can shoot threes, which is good for, you know, he can shoot threes off the ball. He can play defense. He just consistently chooses to lose his mind and play the lane for steals instead. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's go back to Jalen. I'm, yeah. I'm sad. Terry is off the team after this year, I think. Yeah. Unless, like, oh, he's out of here. But yeah. then again, I, I'm starting to, like, from what I've heard, it, the people are seeing what we're seeing, which is that, like, he's got issues being a lead guard. Yeah. So. Yeah, he does. I, hope, I mean, hopefully somebody gets in the bag this summer, but hopefully he also doesn't play his way out of it. Yeah. I mean, he really is kind of playing his way out of it. You know, if he just played more as, like, a two and was – Especially when Marcus was on the bench. You know, if you just, like, deferred to him and played off ball, you'd be so good, Terry. Yeah. He would be so good. He and every time every time he did, it would work out. Yep. Instead, he wants to dribble the air out of the ball and look around like a deer in the headlights and miss the roll, man. <sighs> I, that's the single most frustrating thing I've noticed a player do repeat. Like, I lived through watching Rondo pass up layups, and I, some, <laughs> and I somehow justified that as a fan. Watching Terry miss the roll man over and over again is a gag at this point. It's a it's a running gag. This yep. is like an anime level exaggerated gag. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. I'm not <laughs> buying the plot of this movie anymore. <laughs> this would not happen in real life. An NBA point guard would find the roll man. Run to the... <laughs> it's it Al Horford, be, for God's sakes. It should not be a celebration that you hit yeah. the pick and roll right. <laughs> yeah. Like Daniel Tice missing. Okay, you're not you don't find Daniel Tice, you don't believe in him. It's Al Horford for God's sakes. Like <laughs> he'll get it. He'll get it. He'll get it, man. Throw him the fucking ball. <laughs> He's a better point guard than you. <laughs> like, right. Like he if you will, lined you know, up like, Al actually, Horford. Though. Like actually though, yes. If you lined him up at the one, 
he would have more assists, less turnovers. <laughs> like, he would just be better at point guard. He had more assists and less turnovers last year anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, you're right. That's, I, I and, know and, I in, the, in the playoffs, yeah. when, when they were getting about the same minutes, he still, <laughs> he still was getting better assists, less turnovers. Actually, yeah. no. No, that I'm, I, I, Terry was really good holding onto the ball last year. Like, he didn't have a lot of turnovers. I think he didn't have a single fourth quarter turnover until the Eastern Conference. No, because he just shoots it. If, if it's not <laughs> a enough. completely open, if it's not a completely open pass, he just shoots it instead. Yeah, which or counts dribble as a turnover the air for him. Yeah, dribble the air out and then, ugh, yeah. stop dribbling, please. You make, you make me sad, Terry. I can see it literally in my head right now. Like I'm just yeah. like running through the plays like I've seen of him for the last like four years, and it's just the same thing. It's like a running gag. Like it's said. ingrained in my head now. Yeah, I, I can't say his name without thinking of a failed pick and roll. Yep, and. I mean, we brought up Terry because he's Jalen's going through like a very similar thing where it's just mental for him. I think, yeah, like he has the skill set not to kind of be like this. And my big thing with Jalen, the thing that I've always gone on, this is going to sound like zero surprise to anyone who follows me on Twitter, is that his defense needs to be better. Like that's something he, I think, completely controls. You know, the three point shots aren't going in. Okay, I get that. Everyone goes through stretches like that. It's only been like 25 games. That's not a big deal. Right. Like that's going to happen. Defense, you control your effort level, man. You can control what you study. Like you need yeah, to know it, your rotations you, and switches. You can't even control like getting stops, but you can control like intensity and how yes. you approach that's it. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. He doesn't have to be yeah. like Kawhi, like, you know, stopping everyone. But he, he controls his own intensity. He controls his own focus level. He controls – I think he needs to watch more tape on defense. Because he's a smart guy. There's no way he's in his head. Like, he can figure out how to switch and rotate and play defense that way. Like, off ball, he just needs to be better. He just watches the ball so much. It drives me up a wall. I, I, I don't know what watching more tape is really going to do for him, though. Like, if, like, Kyrie, right? Kyrie is the guy who's never obviously been known for his defense. But even he said that, like, he learned so much just by, like, practicing with Marcus Smart. And then that kind of pushed him to go – to look up Marcus Smart defensive highlights, you know, and that and that's kind of <laughs> helped him. Which I thought that was a cool moment. I that's love really the cool bromance moment. between Kyrie and Marcus. Yep. Um, side Kyrie note. loves Marcus. Yep. So is Al Kyrie loves everybody on the team though. Like Kyrie he was loves praising Mark, yeah. Time Lord the other day. Yeah. Um, but it's like this is year three of Jalen playing with Marcus, and it's it's like how do you have how how do you not absorb that by now? Yeah. To the point where I don't think it's gonna just like magically happen. I mean, obviously players are gonna improve. <laughs> yeah, I mean players are gonna improve. I think yep. as he gets older, maybe his focus on that end will improve. But like the the physical aspects of like body positioning and things like that, like I don't know how he hasn't. I don't know. I don't know either. He that. plays for a great defensive coach too. Like, yeah, the everybody are... improves defensively under Brad Stevens. Yeah, like everyone does. Every single player, Jalen Brown's just stayed the same. Even Phil Pressy, man. <laughs> Even Shane Larkin. <laughs> yeah, Shane Larkin was a good player last year. It was it was annoying yeah. to watch him, but yeah. watching him <laughs> meant more in the sense that like, oh, we don't have a choice. Like that's what watching him felt like. Yeah, I get you. I get because if mean. Kyrie was healthy, if Marcus was not punching walls, I mean, we wouldn't have really seen much of Shane Larkin last year. But we no. needed him. Yeah, we needed him, and he stepped yeah. up. Yep, he, did. he he shut me up all the time. I'd always be like bitching about him, and then he hit like a big shot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> he made me look really stupid last year, <laughs> like multiple times. Yep, every time, ta- almost every time, I'd be like, yeah, "Why is he like- on the floor?" Oh, that's why. Oh, yeah, good play. <laughs> oh, look, he found the roll man. <laughs> that that was the biggest thing for me. Like, we need to get Shane Larkin in so that we can actually run the pick and roll. 
Yeah, he was good in the playoffs for us. Yep. Jalen was good in the playoffs for us too. Speaking of uh, the last year's playoffs, that's what makes it so sad. But like, but then again, I see flashes that he had that three game stretch of like twenty twenty one and yep. twenty three or whatever, like like that. And it's just like it, it, it's really baffling because. I look at those games and I look at the games where he scores like two and I don't see the difference except for the shots falling. It, it, well, I, I mean, if I look hard enough, I can, but it's like just on cursory glance, it, it looks like the same Jalen playing. I just don't understand why, where, like what's going wrong. And then, I don't know if you have the same experience, but. Yeah, it's just, he's always been a very, he has to feel it to have a good game. Like, he's always been that – like, Jason Tatum is a pro. Like, Jason Tatum goes out there, and, you know, he can go, like, 0 for 8, and then he's going to hit, like, 5 in a row. He's just Before, before he, you continue, I just want to point out that, like, in our one of our early pods, you asked yep. me who was going to be better, and I said Jason Tatum, and you didn't believe me, and now we're here. Continue. Maybe. I don't know if I <laughs> – You definitely okay, had Jason, Ta- had Jason Tatum played for the Celtics yet. He played Summer League, and I told you he was going to be better. I – and you were like, no, I'm a, J- I'm a Jalen truther. I'll believe, I'll believe you in the draft. I'll believe you after we drafted Jason. But, I mean, right away, like, the first, like, two games of Jason Tam's NBA career, I was like, this guy's better than Jalen. Like, he's already Oh, wow, come on. This is very, very <laughs> – All uh, right, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Very slick revisionist I'll... history here. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I've always been criticized for criticizing Jalen Brown too much. Like, <laughs> like a running thing, man. I, I've – Do you, you know, really? People criticize you for Jalen? I feel like you've been one of his biggest defenders. Yeah, that's what I feel like too. But I'll I'll be honest. I'm like he's playing like shit. Like yeah, he, which is well, that's factual. Yeah, he's playing terrible. And also like, you know, he is the defense thing is what gets people get mad at me for because I'm like he's actually not like that great of a defender and he doesn't deserve like um, first team all defense uh, votes, which I can't believe he got more of than Marcus Smart. That really bothered me. In what world do we exist for Jalen Brown last year? Marcus gets no respect when it comes to like media. Voting, yeah. yeah, like everybody, everybody in the world respects Marcus Smart's defense except for the media. Yeah, it's weird, and they pay like lip service to it. They're like, "Yeah, he's a great defender." And yeah, it's like move on. I'm like, "What? No, you did not just sum up his defense." I was like, "Yeah, he's a great defender, but no, he's like an elite tier defensive player of the year defender." Yeah, he's a great <laughs> defender. Now, Dejounte Murray, though. Yeah, oh, and, you know, Lonzo not... Ball over here, like oh, what? God. Like, like <laughs> Lonzo Ball Somebody is not. Lonzo Ball is a good day. defender. But he is not a Marcus Smart defender. Which is funny because Lonzo Ball wasn't like touted as a as a good no. defender coming in. That's, that's evaluating prospects is so hard. Yeah, it is. You really never know with some with some of these guys. Yep, it's hard to tell. I think you have to tell a lot from practice and talking to their coaches and stuff. Personality. Which, yeah, things like that, which we don't really know. We just see what they do on court. Like right. we don't really know them them as a person. Um, but Lonzo Ball, it's funny because he never passes my eye test on defense. But every single number and every single person who watches the Lakers all the time tells me he's a really good defender. So I believe it. You know what but it I is? think he is a good You know defender. what it is? It's because he's smart. Lonzo, yeah. I think Lonzo's been playing basketball like for pretty much his whole life. And yeah. I feel like he's one of those kids that like live, breathe, and died. But, well, not died, but like it, like everything – Revolves around basketball, which is which is why Jason Tatum is so good. Because like, yeah, I was just his... about to bring that up. Like, that's, good, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly who that reminds me of. Yeah. Literally, I don't think Jason Tatum like watches TV. I think he just watches <laughs> basketball. Like, he probably he makes tacos. He probably yeah. He probably doesn't even know what anime is. He just <laughs> he just watches basketball highlights. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can you imagine uh, Jason Tatum watching an anime? I can't either. <laughs> no, nope, exactly. He's a slip. Oh, isn't it? There's anim- There's basketball animes. Yeah, but even then, he'd probably be like, I could probably learn more watching Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the long twos. <laughs> no, um, like you said, Lonzo, I think. That's a good point. Like, positionally, he's very stout. Like, he, positionally, he is good on defense. Like, yeah. and I have seen that. But his lateral quickness just doesn't feel like. Now he's got bunnies. I think he just has so many injuries. No, he's got that... vertical. Not, I don't know about lateral. Oh, lateral. I think yeah, lateral. Yeah. Yeah, no. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I'll admit that I'm wrong. I'm just saying when I've watched the Lakers, like, I haven't been overly impressed by his defense. Like, I'm not like, oh, man, like, look at this Gary Payton out there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only say that when I'm watching Marcus Smart. Yeah. yeah, yeah uh, I do say that when I'm watching Marcus Smart. I was like, this guy, watching Marcus Smart off the ball, if you haven't done it ever, like, you need to start doing it on defense. If like you haven't time... watched Marcus Martin defensive highlights, you need to do that. <laughs> no, not even highlights, dude. Not even highlights. Yeah, no. just a game, like, possession like, by possession. Yeah, watch possession by possession. Watch him off the ball on defense. Like, it's, his – it's uncanny. Yeah. It, usually it's, like, def- defensive bigs on defense that do all the quarterbacking and, and communication. Yep. Marcus Martin is on the perimeter, meaning that he can't see anything and is still quarterback. <laughs> He's still quarterbacking the defense, which is, like, that's one of the most impressive things, like, ever to me. Yeah. Because, like, he knows what the other team is running. He knows where other guys are going to be. And he's looking dead at the ball with nobody in front of him. And he's, like, calling out guys to, like, watch the screen on the right when he's, like, staring at the ball. Yeah. He, he just feels the game. He, he knows where it's coming. Like, he said he never practices IQ. defense. Really? That's, yeah. He said that uh, in an interview a couple weeks ago. He's like, I never practice defense. I never, he's like, I never practice diving to the floor. I just, I just I, you know, I just go just all out. <laughs> That's, like, I, 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 I didn't see that quote. That's amazing. Yeah, he, yeah. He said he's never like practiced like like setting screens and dug. It's just like one of those this things. Is who comes, he is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're dodging bullets as a 13 year old, I think setting a, you know dodging <laughs> yeah, a screen is is nothing. Yeah, yeah. He can figure that one out. <laughs> yeah, he, he's really Jimmy Butler. Not about that life, but Marcus Smart is. I'm just gonna bring that back. Oh, oh man, I think they're both about that, that life. Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy's no, about that life, they, man. Yeah, Jimmy really is. It'll Jimmy's like living in a car, like <laughs> <laughs> in his van. Yeah, in his, yeah. <laughs> but they're both about that life. Jimmy yeah. was wrong for saying Marcus is not. Yeah, like that that was the issue. You know who's not? J.R. Smith. Smith. No, yeah. no way. The I little love suburban that. kid. I love. I love that takedown. That's the best takedown I've ever seen. The, He's a spoiled suburban jump shot. Nah, I miss that. <laughs> I miss that Woj, like the guy who would just eviscerate LeBron in, in his college. Oh, he hates. Le- oh. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, he's cut out. Of I think circle. he hates the Celtics too because he doesn't have any sources. Yeah, I think he hates the Celtics. I mean, when does he ever leak the Celtics story? Like, uh, just just, just Rondo. Oh, okay. Yeah, he got the Rondo trade, but that's it. In recent history, yeah, if Rondo would leak that himself. Yeah, <laughs> I could like Shams beat him to the Kyrie Irving scoop. Oh man. Yep. No one really has that great of sources with the Celtics. Are weird. They're like a weird organization. The, like the, that. They throw out so many smoke bombs. No, the the Herald has good sources because it's literally Danny Ainge telling him. <laughs> it's literally just Danny Ainge telling. But do him, you like, trust right. Danny Ainge? No, it's Danny Ainge saying like, okay, like, all right, guys, we can't trade for this guy, and that like, please write that. Oh, <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that's right, what right, the Herald yeah, is yeah, like. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is good. Like, I like that because, like, I know yeah, you that, need that. Yeah. I know that if Steve Bullpet or Mark Murphy, if they like publish it, like at, at any time during rumor season. If they publish a story that's like this is not happening or this is happening, like I know I can trust it because it's literally yeah. like a, a text from Danny Ainge directly. 
Dan, watching Danny Ainge play the media is one of my favorite and most unappreciated things in sports. He's, so, a, he's my favorite GM just because he's himself. Like he's he's got a personality on like yeah. like twenty of of the other GMs who are just like executives in suits. Yeah, I was just about to bring up the suits thing. Like they're sitting there in their suit, like oh the suit, we'll look into it or whatever. Like they just say like very neutral stuff. Danny yeah. Ainge like messes with the media. Wait, in his around. quarter zip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the funny thing about Danny Ainge. Like, he was a basketball player. You know, this is not like – I know he's, like, middle, like older white guy right now, but, you know, he played in the NBA. Like, this is yeah. a very good athlete. Like, that's why I think players kind of like him. You know, he can relate to being in the locker room. He can understand stuff. He knows, like, the emotional parts of, and, like, the business parts of the, of the, of the NBA. Like, he, get, he, he's, he gets it all, basically. Yeah, he does. Wow. Players nice. really like him. That's why I think it hurts when he trades them because yep. they really liked him. Like, I think Isaiah really, really liked Danny. Yeah, they, they had a good – from our perspective, obviously, like, I don't know. But, like, from our perspective, yeah. it looked like they had a good relationship. I think that it, – it was cool to see Isaiah tweet that he, he and Danny are good now. Like, uh, you know. Yeah, that was nice. I know you were a big fan of the revenge uh, tour in the media from, from Isaiah, but I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's nice that they, like, calm down and – I love the revenge tour. I, I love score tour if I say <laughs> score tour if I say it was like my favorite person on the planet. I hope he everyone back. hated him so much. I was like, good. Like I'd be the same way. I'd be so like difficult if someone did that to me. Really? Oh yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying it's fair. Like I, I wanted to trade Isaiah, but I get why Isaiah was pissed. I totally yeah. get it. I think, you know, he really liked Boston. He did. And he really like, wanted to play with Gordon too. He really wanted. Yeah, yeah. That would have made his life a lot easier. Yeah. Um. Just, I think Isaiah invested a lot emotionally into the city of Boston, and he kind of built up that brand of being like, "This is where I am to stay. Like, I am your superstar." Like, I'm. He marketed so much in the city of Boston. Like, they ran that whole campaign for him. Mm-hmm. It, it was like, dude, I, in the city of Boston, like on the T and everything, it was plastered. Like Isaiah. Isaiah was everywhere. He was like a cult. He was like a cultural phenomenon that goes beyond almost anything I've ever seen in the city of Boston for sports. Like, yeah, I can't he, overstate it enough. He, People who don't care about the Celtics cared about Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, he well, he had a good like media personality, like when yep. just talk, just talking, being himself. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. He, he's short. Like that's yeah. a draw. Like that's a draw to people. People are like, "Holy shit, this guy's five eight, and he's averaging At like thirty points a game." Yep. <laughs> His I could do that season. if I, you know, if I was a basketball player, I could do that. Oh god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> ignoring that Isaiah is like a great athlete and extreme. He's so strong. Yeah. You know? Uh, really skilled and hardworking, and you sit on your couch <laughs> <laughs> and are not a good athlete. <laughs> I yeah, I have a really great appreciation for for what Isaiah did. I still yep. wanted to trade him though. Oh, I wanted to trade him from the second we got. Yeah, this is a great piece of trade. This is like a great trade piece. Yep. Yeah, and I love them. Like it's not about that. Like Danny Andrews say, it's business. Yep. Our our leader, our leader, our king, our uh, fear her Bradley. <laughs> That, that was an excellent callback to, to yeah. You like yeah, that? Yeah. Does that okay. mean that he's an evil? Never mind. <laughs> I, was like, yeah, I started talking. I was like, oh, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You gotta edit that out. I'll say he, he's more like Hohenheim. I mean, not Hohenheim. He's more like um, what's father. His name? Shit. Yeah, father. He's more yeah, like he father. I mean, yeah. Like my children. <laughs> I'll sacrifice it, you. It, you know, imagine <laughs> if Danny starts wearing an eye patch. Really look out for him, guys. Yeah, watch out. You gotta be careful yeah. there. All white, flowing hair. Like, be careful. It's yep. coming. He's building a transmutation center <laughs> in the city of Boston. <laughs> Who's going to stop him? I, I don't know. How many Isaiahs does he have to sacrifice <laughs> until he gets what he wants? 
This is why we need a full, like, full metal pod. Yeah, we need a full, full metal pod to do that justice, <laughs> yep. to do that concept. Yeah, because I'm off guard right now, and I feel like if you give me a little time, I could add to the metaphor, but I'm like, I'm just too busy laughing. That's like, I mean, you can see it. Yeah. He's digging beneath the cities all around. He's causing strife. You're causing strife. You have 10 steps ahead. <laughs> causing strife in, like, Cleveland, <laughs> forcing, like, just. I mean, why, why, you know what it is? He's trying to, he's trying to transmute an Anthony Davis. Ah, is that the final stage of his yep. plan? He's trying that's, to. That's the end game. Anthony Davis, yeah. And and Anthony Davis for only picks. <laughs> like that's his. <laughs> we, you know, anyone can anyone can trade like for Anthony Davis for, for fair value. Danny Ainge needs to rip him off. Terry Rozier and picks. He's gonna he's gonna sign and trade Terry for. <laughs> he's gonna speak it into existence. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just like he just doesn't get like fair like he always like finds a way to win a trade like just like Somehow. in a hilarious fashion yeah. some of them i mean obviously he's lost a couple trade, yeah yeah but they've always been like very minor ones what, well, like i'm not a big what do you like, think about the jeff green trade i don't care for kendrick perkins like i'm yeah i really am i don't think it's like a big i know you're of the opposite opinion i don't think it's like the end of the world i, I think it's sabotaged that season yeah maybe man yeah. i get why he did it i'm not yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Like, yeah. Yeah. It is what yeah. it is. Like, I don't think it was, like, a big... It, it, I think it people just it because it wasn't Yeah, about, it would have looked like, different if Jeff Green didn't have open heart surgery months later. Yeah, exactly, which is something that no one could have, predicted. you know, seen coming, right. really. Because I yeah. think we go to the finals if we have Jeff Green, which is a weird thing to say. But that old man Celtics yeah. team... They only needed, like, a little bit. They like, were one they, game away. They didn't need a whole lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not, like, a big leap. Or, yeah. or even CJ Wilcox not getting injured. Or Avery yeah. Bradley would have been the biggest difference. Yep. Something. God, I'm push. really making upset. Yeah, you're you're quite upset uh, right now. I mean it's my so, it's really. my second favorite team of all time. The hospital the, the old, hospital Celtics no. overtook them last year. Yeah, yeah did they, they did. I'm a big punk rock Celtics fan. Even though it's not as like they didn't get as far they, I mean they, they did like, weren't nearly Eastern as good. Finals. Well yeah, but they didn't make it in game set. They weren't actually competitive. Yeah. Like, the only game they won was Marcus Smart literally dragging, like, channeling a philosopher's stone, <laughs> and, like, taking over the game. Like, I picture him in the locker room, like, there's a philosopher's stone sitting there, and they're all like, don't use it. Don't use it, Marcus. <laughs> you know what that's made of? And he just grabs it off the table and runs out onto the All court. he had to sacrifice was literally losing to Kyrie by, like, single-handedly the next yeah. game. Yeah, Kyrie went 40, off. 40, it's funny because I was, like, a Kyrie hater. Like, at the time, I was like, I don't care. Make Kyrie beat you as long as it's not LeBron. <laughs> And then he did. Kyrie yeah. did beat us. <laughs> like he scored like twenty three or something in like the third quarter. Yeah, alone that was crazy. LeBron sucked that game. He too. did the first. Well, we were winning two by two. I think like we were up, and then yeah. Kyrie went nuclear just... in the third. It, Avery Bradley couldn't. Yeah, stop. Kyrie just. Yeah, that no. was tough. That was tough. It was, yeah. it was bad. Punk rock forever though. The punk rock forever, man. They were just so. Like, they were so in the media and, like, trash. They were, like, a Miami – I know you're not, like, a big, like, football guy, but you're you're from Florida, yeah. so maybe you get it. Like, the Miami Hurricanes in, like, the 80s, where they're just, like, shit-talking everyone and, like, the bad boys <laughs> all the time. Like, Catholics versus convicts, that type of thing. Like, that was, like, the Celtics. It was. There. Like, you had Isaiah Thomas in the media, like – or you had Avery Bradley, like, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> and Isaiah Thomas is, like, yelling at people. Mark Smart, like, flipped yeah. off a fan. <laughs> At a home game. <laughs> they were so aggressive, right? From start to finish. And you know what's funny? I think they were like 19 and 20 in December. Or not not December, like by January. I, I know they started like really slow that year. Yeah, they started. They had a yeah. tough start. That was the first year Al Horford yep, was here, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, we started off really And then came, th- came through. 
every Brad Stevens team is much better by the end of the year. And that's why I don't get why people are so worried. Are you saying that we should rely on historical precedents to, to, to predict what's going to happen <laughs> this season and not overreact? How dare you suggest that thing? I think we should just go by emotions. I think you should channel the emotions you feel when the Celtics lose like a tough game and you should just carry lose that forward. Bad. And make that Me, be your position mad. forward. That's just how I'm yeah. gonna go for the rest of the season. <laughs> Every time they lose now, you have to do that. <laughs> I my thing is like, you know, even if it is frustrating, like even if it is like a sign of the end. It's super like I, I can yep. choose how I look at the look at it. Like people are like, How do you stay optimistic? Yep. How do you not get angry at this? Like Gonna, like that's gonna make my real life worse. Like yeah, exactly. Like yeah, I'm not gonna uh, like ruin my per- my personal life because the Boston yeah, Celtics the, don't win right, a basketball game. The ball game. didn't bounce <laughs> a certain way. Like I, that's something yeah. that I learned that like changing from being a kid sports fan or like a teenage sports fan to like I don't want to say like I'm a, like I'm a, I'm a hardened adult out here, but like that's the veteran. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a season beat reporter. I'm a seasoned adult. <laughs> Um, but that's like the biggest change that I've noticed is like, okay, when the Celtics lose, I'll just like flip on some anime and just kind of keep it, keep it pushing. Cause like, if I sit there and stew over it, it's just going to affect me negatively in a way that's like, okay, it's, you know, that's, it's not constructive in any way. So I'll get my internet jokes off. I'll lament Terry missing the role man over and over again, but like, I'm not going to get like mad online about it. Yep. I'm, I'm in the same situation when it comes to losses. The only thing that'll get under my skin is I'll read too much on Twitter. Yeah. And I kind of just like people's reactions to the losses bother me much more than the Boston Celtics actually yeah. losing. <laughs> that, like I'm in for the love of the game. Like I'm here to watch the Boston Celtics. Like if I watch the Boston Celtics, it's a good yeah. day. Even if they yeah. lose. Like I watch them play. I could take something from Even that. the frustrating losses is like the, yep. I still got to watch Marcus Smart. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I, dude, wait. We spend too much time together on this podcast because I was just about to say <laughs> I watch Marcus Smart. Like it's fun. Like he never lets he, me down. he really does. It. He might like go like over ten, but he'll make an insane play and like flop or, or do be something consistently good on funny. defense. And like that's impressive. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, even the Suns game, like you know, Kyrie was nuclear. That was fun. Jason Tatum had bust out a few nice moves. That was yeah. fun. Marcus Smart was hitting threes. That's good. The very very <laughs> few lo- like, and that's why I tweeted out yesterday that like even though I didn't watch the game. I, yesterday's loss doesn't bother me as much as some of the ones earlier in the season. Because some of the ones early in the season, like, we had, like, 20-point leads against, like, sub-500 teams and then choked the game away. Like, that's the kind of stuff where it's like, okay, I can understand yeah. why you guys are upset, and I'm not going to preach, like, be patient and all that. But there are some days where it's like, okay, we were in a tight game against a decent team. Like the Pistons game, right? After eight... Pistons game shouldn't make anyone. It did. Mad. That it really ha- did. That, that happened. And it's like you know, we just won eight games in a row. The longer a streak goes, the harder it is to maintain. We're missing like four guys. Yep. Like it's fine. <laughs> we're gonna. We're not gonna win. Every we don't game. have Al Horford. Yeah. Like I know. I know people like kind of like sleep on him a lot, and they just like to him. They're just another He's an guy. All-star. He's not another guy. He's a linchpin of our He's defense. He's an all star. Yeah. So I mean, He's just. He's a huge yeah. factor. If, if we're missing, like this is like. The Warriors were not playing well, even when Steph Curry came back when Draymond was out. It's not like Draymond is putting up 30 points per game or anything like that, or even 10. Yep, but he's valuable. <laughs> yep, even 10. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Clay Thompson's been struggling, but you take Clay Thompson out for a couple of games, you know, that's it's not going to that's not gonna help them. He's not pulling – yeah, he's, he's not pulling defenders anymore. He's not out – like, exactly. No, you're yeah. right. So, missing Al Horford is, is a big deal. It's a huge deal, especially against a team like Detroit. Yep. <laughs> And especially in a game you lose a rebounding battle by negative 19. 
And people were like, Al's not a great rebounder. I was yeah, like, he knows how to he box would not out. allow that to happen. Like he's not, yeah, he can box out. Like I know he's not like a glass cleaner, but he still gets like seven, eight a game and he boxes yeah. out. Like, and you think he's gonna let Blake Griffin get his way? Yeah, like he's, Oh, especially on yeah. defense. Like if if that that defense should be given. You shouldn't be dumb enough to think that he won't impact the game oh, on defense. Trust me, Drake. There are there are people out there <laughs> that have taken. That's true. They have a uh, average Al takes. Uh, I can't believe that that's a that's a real thing. Like there are certain things where it's like, okay, I can understand how you don't fully appreciate Mark Smart, even though I think you're stupid if you don't. But yeah, I get. That. But with Al Horford, like, how can you watch the game and just assume that he is does not have value? How can you watch the game and think yeah. that he's no better than a role player, or that he's that's overpaid? Like, I, we're not watching the same sport. If you, if that's your opinion. Yeah. Well, why do you think a baseball guy said that? <laughs> <laughs> basketball guys don't say that about Al Horford. Well, basketball no, there's some like basketball Al people that. I mean, well, if we're talking media, well, then no, most people are Al yeah, Horford respecters. But yeah, the media is now the media is very pro yeah. Horford. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think yeah. The the fans though, yeah, but the fans will hate. Anyone. That's true. Like fans think that like LeBron James sucks. So <laughs> there were probably some Lakers <laughs> fans thinking we would have. This would never happened under Kobe. We would have been. We would have been first in the West. There's a ton. Dude, there's a ton of Lakers fans who say yeah. that. I'm not even I, – I follow a lot of Lakers fans who say that. <laughs> and it's funny. And I always favorite it. I'm always like ah. – how, how do you deal with following 6,000-plus people, man? Uh, it's – I don't read my timeline uh, a lot. I just keep tweeting. So, like, when I do read my timeline, it is a headache. But honestly, like, I barely even read my mentions. That's why, like, if I've never answered you or something, it's not – like, I just didn't yeah. see it. Like – some, I'm not always scrolling my mentions because it's too much of a toxic waste. And plus, cesspool. as we mentioned on the pod, the, once you get to like a certain follower threshold and a certain number of interactions, just just this is just for your own edification to all you listeners out there. We don't see all of your notifications because like yeah. Twitter will oh, literally yeah. hide Absolutely. them from you if you get too many. Like if I get over twenty, sometimes it'll like hide yep. them unless I'm on desktop which I'm very rarely on desktop, like during a game. Yeah, I'm almost never on desktop. Yeah. Yeah. So if I don't respond to you, either it's because I hate you or because I don't see it. And you'll never <laughs> <Flip> know. Flip a coin. <laughs> you'll never know, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Watch yeah, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, Jalen Brown, get better soon, if, please. If you're an adult <laughs> at a dead-end job, then watch Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a bounty hunter. It's not a dead end. They're job. always broke. <laughs> they are always broke. They're always like, they're always like, ah, okay. That, I mean, we won't even get but, into it. But this that's also why it's kind of relatable because, like, even if you like, they're eating ramen noodles. Like, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> they can't even get beef for God's yeah. But, the, but when they do make beef, when Jet does make beef, it does look good. Anime food, dude, it makes me so hungry. Food it makes me so, so hungry. Inter- why does that make me hungry when he cooks? But Jet finally gets beef. Yeah, cooks, the bell pepper makes me bell hungry. Pepper, yeah, it yeah. looks good. Yeah, it looks good. All right, guys. So watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. If you take anything <laughs> away from this hour and fifteen minute pod, watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Actually, just watch more. Do it. Anime, but that's a 